following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. What's up, everybody? And welcome to the 28th episode of the Schmidt Talking Podcast. I'm Alec Wall alongside Kyle Allen. We're two members of the class of 2017 who are obsessed with Bonnie's basketball. Kyle, welcome to you. What's going on, Alec? I'm excited for the people to listen to the show as we have a nice, fun fellow member of our class guest on the cast today. And, you know, he's one of the guys who knows the Bonnies like the back of his hand. And people are just going to enjoy this interview with him. I'm excited for them to listen. Yeah, we're going to get to our special guest in a little bit. But before we do, we're going to talk about a few transactions the Atlanta Hawks made throughout the last few weeks. The first was a three-team trade between the Oklahoma City Thunder, Philadelphia 76ers, and Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks received Carmelo Anthony, Justin Anderson, and a lottery-protected first-round pick. The Thunder received Dennis Schroeder and Timothy Luawe Cabarro. And the 76ers received Mike Muscala. So, Kyle, we talked about last week on the podcast about the possibility of Dennis Schroeder getting traded. I said he wouldn't until next year. You said the NBA is a business. He could be traded at the end of the show. Well, the trade happened. Are you surprised the Hawks were able to trade him this quickly? No, because, I mean, as you had mentioned previously, it seemed like, you know, that with his past incident recently, that causes red flags for a lot of teams. And it seemed like they were pretty adamant about it being a pretty serious thing. And they wanted to get rid of his contract. And I think that with this trade, it really opens up an opportunity for Jalen. Now, with Vince Carter coming onto the roster, that's a pretty cool guy he could have the opportunity to learn from. I mean, talk about a veteran who's been there before. This guy has been in the league for now near 20 years. Twenty, It has been more than 20 years. And, I mean, if there's one guy you want to learn from, it's a guy like him. I hope Jay gets the opportunity to get in front of him and just learn from a guy like him because there's no one really better than a guy like Vince Carter who's been in every type of situation possible, a championship team, a team that's fighting for a lottery pick and anything in between so that's a good guy he's going to be able to learn from if possible once he gets to meet him when you look at the moves that were made recently the hawks are huge winners they get carmelo anthony they're gonna wave him he's gonna sign with the houston rockets i just can't believe they were able to pull this off i mean dennis schroeder is a head case who's owed 15 and a half million dollars over the next three years the Oklahoma City Thunder were so desperate to get rid of Carmelo Anthony that they committed to $51 to $56 million per year over the next three years on two point guards. Kyle, was getting rid of Melo worth taking on all that money? I mean, if you're going to ask me, no. But it's just tough because they were kind of in a situation where they kind of had to get rid of a guy like him, right? And they... There was a team like the Thunder who really were in the need of a point guard like Schroeder's caliber. And, you know, I think for both sides, it was a win for the Hawks to be able to, you know, get rid of a guy like Schroeder, but for the Thunder to obtain a point guard who can still run with the best of them. I think he's a top 20 point guard in this league. And that's what the Thunder want in the backup role with Westbrook running the starting point guard position. The backup position is really important. And Russ will have the ability to play as the two as well alongside Schroeder. So that could be something to watch out for. All right, so looking at the Hawks' depth chart at point guard, it is just Trey Young and Jeremy Lin. All right, Kyle, we have a very special guest 
on today's episode. With us is the sports writer for the Olean Times Herald, Chucky Maggio. Chucky, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, excited to talk about the Bonnies as we get close to the dog days of summer here. So there's going to be a lot of new faces in the Riley Center next year. Who do you like from this incoming freshman class? There's a lot to like. Obviously, Oshun Oshunier was the big get with Syracuse and Georgetown calling his number, offering him. Dom Welch was the big one right before Oshunier signed. Welch, all-time leading scorer out of Buffalo. Kyle Lofton, who signed before the season even ended, he's been compared to another guy who went to Putnam Science Academy, Scoochie Smith. There's a lot to like out of the newcomers, and I think that's what makes everyone excited, even though Bonnies are obviously losing a lot. Chucky, to feed off that, who is the impact freshman no one is talking about? I think the name that I omitted when I was talking about that makes him a sleeper of a bit, Alpha Coley. He was an impact player in his California high school, and he was ruled ineligible so he didn't get to have the huge senior season he would have liked to. But Alpha Coley's 6'5". He's from St. John Bosco, which is a powerhouse out in California. In the 14 games that he did play, he averaged near 20 points and 10 rebounds, which for a guard, I don't care if it's high school or college, if a guard can get near 10 rebounds, then that's pretty exciting. Connected on 48% of his shots overall, 35% three-point shooter, so... I think Alpha Coley is going to be a guy that could be a sleeper in this class, along with Lofton. Not a lot of people were talking about Lofton, mostly because the season wasn't even over yet. And I think him being a guy from California, that could be a reason as to why a lot of people weren't really having him on their radar when the Bonnies were even looking at him, in a sense. I'm curious to see how he's going to step in and contribute this year. Those are some eye-catching numbers, 10 rebounds, like you said. That's crazy for a guard. I'm excited to see what type of bounce he has and what type of hustle he has on both sides of the floor. And he's a three-star, like, very good star ratings. It's probably the highest star levels that Schmidt's classes have seen in his time at Bonaventure. So that's there's a lot to look forward to. For Bonaventure fans, a lot of intriguing freshmen in the incoming class. So we're talking a lot about new faces on the team next year. This guy isn't exactly a freshman. He's a transfer that came from UNLV. Jalen Poyser, who was with the team all last year but was ineligible to play. Him and Stockard is our new scoring duo. How do they complement each other? I think with Poyser, obviously he's going to be one of the ball handlers of the group, along with Nelson Caputo, other guys like that. He's big. He can shoot the ball well from what I've seen. Him and Stockard, I think you could see a lot of what Schmidt likes with dribble drive action. I could see Poyser driving it into the teeth of the defense a lot and then kicking it out to Stockard. And Stockard will have the option to either take the three, which he became much improved at this year, or take it to the hole himself. There's a lot to like when it comes to that potential duo because everybody's big. Everybody can stretch the floor out. There's a lot of guys 6'3 and overs on this team. So I think you're going to see a lot of floor stretching. And I think Poyser and Stockard have the opportunity to be a very special duo in their one year that they'll be playing together. And to go off what you were talking about with Courtney, is he a guy you think is ready to run this team? You spoke off this recording that you think he has a chance to run some point guard this year and be a facilitator. 
what type of impact do you think he's going to have for his senior season? Yeah, I could see him being a sort of point forward role because he's got that smooth sort of game, right? He, with the ball in his hand, can obviously dribble drive. He can take the three. He can play at all three levels. That way he could even post up. He's got such a smooth game, and he's so technically and fundamentally sound, as he showed in the last month or so of the season, where he was one of the best players, not only in the NLA 10, he was up there with all the best players in the country in the last month of the season. He's just got a smooth game where I could see him running some point forward. I could see the offense sort of running through him a bit, and he's got all the fundamentals, and he's got the skills to make almost anything happened within this offense. So, Chucky, most of the non-conference schedule was released just the other day. What are some games we should have marked on our calendars? Out of the home non-conference schedule, the big one is obviously the UB game. That's going to be a matchup not only of two NCAA tournament teams from a year ago, it's going to be a huge RPI game for potentially both teams. There's still obviously more question marks about Bonaventure right now than UB because I think UB right now is the favorite in the MAC and I think they deserve to be the favorite in the MAC but by that point December 8th it's going to have major RPI implications because if UB drops a couple games up to that point then they're going to really need that game if Bonaventure is in that at-large hunt which if the newcomers we talked about produce they'll be in that hunt it's going to be a huge game, not only because of the rivalry and the big four, but because both teams have the potential to be really good again. And at the Rally Center with students, it's a Saturday. It's going to be another crazy atmosphere. We know when Buffalo students come, they make a pretty good back and forth with the Bonaventure students. It could be a really special game and a really special atmosphere. So I think that is number one on the list. You can never overlook Siena three days before that Franciscan Cup game. They're obviously going to be rebuilding without Jimmy Patsos. Then the other big four rivalry game with Canisius. I'm interested to see what Bucknell has to offer coming off a NCAA tournament run. So Bonaventure has some really good home games right now in the non-conference schedule. We know it was just announced the away game against Vermont on December 18th. That we know right now out of the awake non-conference schedule, along with, of course, the Cayman Islands Classic. There are so many games that are going to be very important in this non-conference schedule. There are so many games that have the potential to be special games that Bonaventure has done a really good job, again, putting together that non-conference schedule. Now, Chuck, I have to ask this as my final question. You posted a really interesting tweet the other day regarding Amadi Akizi working over the summer with NEC basketball training. And it was in regards to their tweet that said, ready to get back in the lab with Amadi Akizi to add a little Kevin Durant and DeMarcus Cousins with his already power game. And I saw you quote tweeted it and said, if Amadi starts shooting threes. Now, do you really see shooting like that in the future? That's something that he adds to his game. I mean, watch out. To have a guy of that size being able to shoot, we know what it did when Andrew Nicholson stepped out and started shooting the three his junior season. Up till that point, he didn't take one singular three. What do you think the impact would be for the Bonnies if Amadi were to stretch out his game to really create a consistent jump shot? 
for a second, I thought you were going to be going with a different tweet there. Um, but on the Amadi tweet, when I saw that, I was not the most surprised because I think Amadi has some touch on his mid-range shot already that I think moving back would be a natural step for him. And when I saw that tweet and when I posted my response to it, I was mostly thinking about how stretched out the floor would be if Amadi Akpizi started hitting threes. I think that that was where they wanted to progress with Josh Ianni before he transferred. I think they eventually wanted him to move out and get at least close to shooting three-pointers. Amadi Akpizi has never attempted a three in his career, but if they're talking about Boogie Cousins and Kevin Durant, then I think we're going to start to see some three-pointers. I don't think we'll see them with the regularity that Nicholson did because, once again, we're comparing two completely different players. But I think that one thing that really gives Amadi a chance at developing a three-point shot is from the block. He's already got a mid-range game that he can hit from out there already. So I think the offseason is all about seeing where they could potentially be at, seeing them expand that range. And when he's got other outside trainers working with him, I think that can only help his whole game and make him more of a threat from the entire offensive side of the floor. All right, Chucky, I'm assuming most of our listeners already follow you on Twitter, but for those that do not, how can they best keep in touch with you on social media? At Chucky Maggio, follow on Twitter, ask questions about the Bonnies, get into an argument with me about the Bonnies. I just love interacting with everybody on social media, and I love when I have articles and I put them out there. You guys are always so quick to read, react, and really just support what I'm trying to do here. And so I really appreciate everybody following, even the ones that I tend to get into some arguments with because all of it's just fun. So Twitter's the way to go. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Chucky Maggio too. But just follow on Twitter and keep following and let's keep having fun. All right, that's Chucky Maggio, sports writer for the Olean Times Herald. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. It was fun. Talk to you soon. All right, that's going to be it for this episode of the Schmidt Talking Podcast. I'm Alec Walt alongside Kyle Allen. Tune in two weeks from today as we keep up. Tune in two weeks from today as we keep you up to date with all things St. Bonaventure basketball. Thank you for listening and have a good night.